0: All right, welcome to another episode of the Old Heads. My guy Flex is here with me. What's up, Flex?
1: What's up, dog? I should yeah. ask you what's up.
0: <laughs> it's, been week, you. <laughs> it's been a long week, man. Long week.
1: You have uh, some lions and tigers in the room, or anything?
0: Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, there was there was a scenario on Wednesday night that it's it's just a total Vegas story, and I'll have to tell you about tell you about it off the record, man, because that's not okay. It's not for it's not for TV.
1: Okay. Did it, did, 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 did it involve flavor flavor, bro?
0: No, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> that that would have been something that would have just taken it to a whole nother level, I'm sure. But uh right. no, it was just a, just a wild ass night and okay. Some just ah, oh, man, I can't even we'll get to it. it. So we'll get anyway, to it. Anyway, <laughs> but uh you know you've you've been able to talk all week about you know the suns and, and the moves that have been made. Um, You know, obviously I was off the pod this week until this episode. So yeah, uh, I was going to kind of give my thoughts on the trade deadline and, and what happened and, and what played out. And I'll say this, <clears throat> I know everybody, I know there was, you know, the big rumor of miles bridges possibly being there and, you know, you and I had talked off the record about, you know, the reason why miles bridges was so appealing to the Suns is because of basically being able to somewhat neutralize what Aaron Gordon's, Productivity was against the Suns from Denver, and mm-hmm. when I look at Royce O'Neal in comparison, I think you got a guy that I think defensively is better. Number yeah. one, uh, especially yeah. against the bigs. If you if you look at Royce O'Neal and his his production against smaller players, it's not so great. Bigger players, it's actually pretty adequate. It's 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 yeah. pretty good. Um, you can go back to I believe it was uh, the Nuggets game this year. This year, or last year, um, and he he actually defended Jokic pretty well for a six four guy, uh, yeah, like like really well. So yeah. I like that. I liked his physical physicality. Um, I think he's a little too erratic from time to time, and you know the things that fl- frustrated us flex about, you know, really, uh, you know, Nurkic from time to time being too loose with the ball and casual with the ball. Uh, KD from time to time having, you know, kind of, you know, four or five turnovers in a game and a little too lax. Royce O'Neal can pr- provide a lot of that too. Like he sometimes he's a little too careless for my liking, but I think his effort is always there. And I, th- I think when, when you're talking about Royce O'Neal, you're not going to question about, you're not going to question his effort. He is the type of dude that'll get you three or four offensive rebounds on one possession because he's that that kind of player. Um, but at the same time, he'll, he'll he might miss three or four layups at the rim because of those offensive rebounds. And yeah, and it can it can frustrate you. Sure. But I, you know what? I can always live with the effort flex.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You you know, that dog. Listen, I went back. Uh, I spent maybe four hours, five hours just looking at tape going as far back as Utah. And you look at some of the stuff you said this year.
0: You got to stop saying tape, bro. Why? You looking at film. video because you ain't film. watching no goddamn tape. There ain't no you know,
1: fucking. When, when, when was, Who's was the last the time? The, you hold on. You, hold on. What's the name of this? What's the name of the show? It's, called, <laughs> it's old heads, right? Right. So I go back to VHS tapes, dog. So I can't get out of that. I can't get out of that. But uh yeah, you're right, though. It's it's film. It's film. <laughs> it's not. What do you what do you call it? Film video uh, video, video video. Yeah. OK, OK. We're watching video. So I've been watching video <laughs> on my man Royce. <laughs> And I will say this, uh, he's capable of guarding five positions, right? Now we have the conspiracy, is he 6'6", six, six? is he 6'4", everyone's got him at 6'6", six, six. the Suns got him at 6'6", six, six. basketball reference, I think, got him at 6'4", uh, have you heard about this little controversy?
0: Yeah, I, I actually, I didn't hear about the controversy, but when I was looking up, you know, more information about him, I did re- I did recognize that multiple different sites have them yeah. at multiple different uh heights yeah. so it's yeah. just a little
1: odd it's weird and it was brought to his attention and he was like you know i'm six six the son said he was six six and then he was like i think what happened was a couple of years ago they did a re-evaluation of all this stuff and somehow somewhere they measured him without sneakers and it was like six four and some change or whatever and he was like i don't know he's like i've been six six most. so anyway I, I don't know. We're, we're calling in the middle. 6'5", right? Whatever. He's 6'5", mm-hmm. 226. But here's my thing. I say all that to say uh, he's capable of guarding all five positions and he's guarded bigs plenty of times, whether it's uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Joker. Uh, there's enough tape out there to show that he can handle these big guys. I'm going to tell you what. Uh, the more I think about this, the more I go back and study the tape, uh, the more I believe we just got our jay crowder on this team to an to an extent i believe he's he's cut from the same cloth uh he's gonna hit the threes in spurts he shoots 37 percent from three so he, he lets them go he's not afraid to let him go uh but he does all the little things so you know we talked about miles right and we talked about why you know why miles shouldn't be here and what kind of things miles bridges could do to help us and miles was clearly a guy that was physical but offensively gifted right and then the more you think about it you're like you know maybe we don't need that much offense on this team we need a guy that's going to be one to do all the dirty work shoot the rock hit the three make the right passes and somebody that has is ready for playoff basketball the four guys we traded saw we were trying to get them ready for playoff basketball right we were hoping one of them would evolve and and show us that they're ready for playoff basketball. We traded those four guys for a guy that we know is ready for playoff basketball and has proven it. So that's all we did. We we made a we made a little upgrade on the edges and got somebody we can count on that I think is definitely day one uh a 7-8 man rotation guy.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree with that. Um I I would I would push back a little bit that he can guard 1 through 5. Um I think he can attempt to guard 1 through 5, but I think that um he gets he gets blown by uh, by guards a little too easily for my liking um so that gives me a little hesitation to say that he's you know bona fide he can just guard one through five now um you know, obviously there's spurts and there's gonna be opportunities he's he's gonna show that he can at flashes but i don't think it's something that is consistent enough um for what this team needs. but i will say defensively i do like him i do like him better than bridges i do because yeah bridges is a physical guy to a certain extent but i don't think defensively he's as physical as people think he is and the yeah. numbers prove prove that out like if you watch miles bridges play he's not that great defensively he's okay and i agree flex i don't think this team needed more offense i think they needed somebody that was going to be a, a kind of a, a jack of all trades being able to to shoot from the outside when open being able to play defense at a, at a reasonable level and really is is, is kind of grit and grimy uh, like a dog. And I think Royce yeah. O'Neal, it, it can be a dog at times well, he for is a sure dog. on that field, for sure, yeah. uh, on that yeah. court, for sure. So I'm excited about what he can prov- provide this team. Uh And then obviously as we move forward, the Suns on the buyout market Are going to be active they're going to be looking at and there's been there's already been a flurry of activity and you know as we record this podcast on a saturday morning it looks like spencer dinwiddie is going to sign with the lakers once he clears waivers and all this other stuff um which hey it makes them a better team i don't know if it really makes them good enough to to really make a run to get into the top six but it does it does bring them back to the to the fold to a certain degree. So I, you I, I can see why they did that. The Suns are going to be a, a player. They're going to look at guys like PJ Tucker. They're going to look at uh, different options. You know, uh, yeah. one of the ones he's that my, I do yeah, like. Though. Yeah. One of the ones that I do like that is out there and, and excuse me, if I'm wrong on this, if I, if I have the numbers wrong, but DeLon, Wright,
1: Yeah. Delon um, Wright.
0: You know, he could be, he could also be released and you know, he's a, he's a, he's a solid guard. And yeah. he's a solid, you know, he, he could be that backup point for you that you've been seeking. And so yeah. he's a guy that intrigues me very much because he is good defensively. He's got length. Yeah. You know, former Utah Ute. And uh, you know, he can play at a high level at times as well in, in a backup role. I like somebody like that.
1: Yeah. No, Delon's the guy that they, they got their eyes on. So I, I can tell you emphatically, that's a guy that they were looking at um, during trade talks and stuff. So, uh, he's a guy that's interesting. Corey Joseph. Uh, I, you know, uh, he, he's got, you know, did he's a son's killer. Um, I, what he got is, did he get officially waived yet? Uh, um, no, I, seen I, I, yet. I, I don't know. It's just so much stuff, man. I'm, I, know. I I need, I need a break from all this, but <laughs> uh, yeah, t- to your point, I think getting a, a backup point guard in here and another big is probably what they're going to try to do with those two spots. But we've got until March 1st, and we need some time to let the market kind of digest itself and play out. But I'm I'm with you, dog. Listen, I think the Suns did as good as they can do with the assets they got, with well, the assets they had. They kept uh, Nasir Little's contract and, and his potential for growth, so that's a good thing. They still have two second-round picks. They got two open roster spots. They kept some flexibility. They got rid of four contracts that – I can't believe they were able to do that. So mm-hmm. like up until the, right up until the deadline, I mean, I, I was hearing none of those guys had value to an extent and to get all four of them off your, off your, off your books and get a guy that you got his bird rights. So you can resign. I think they hit a home run dog. And then you talk about David Roddy, right? A young 22 year old mm-hmm. Colorado state six four, two fifty-five, 255, massive kid. He likes to drive. He's got, you know, I, I, you know, how I do, right? We, we always talk about the shots. I looked at his shot, man. His shot is clean. Like, it's it mechanically... Uh, hey,
0: don't you put that bad juju on him, Flex. We what? remember the last dude you said had a pretty shot. Now he, he got ain't him. even with the team anymore, man. Come
1: on now. Yo, he got a pretty shot. He just ain't here. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, listen, I like Roddy. I like Roddy. He, again, yeah. he's, he's a smaller guy. Um, cut from the cloth of, you know, I'm going to throw two guys out there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying body type and archetype. You're talking about like a P.J. Tucker-ish Wainwright type guy. Right, mm-hmm. he's physical and strong, dog. 6'4, 255. Hey,
0: he, he, he gives me a little bit of uh, know a little bit, not much, but uh, remember Cl- Clarence Witherspoon?
1: Oh, I, I knew, yo, Clarence, yo. Clarence
0: could hoop too. Yo, he was a dog, man.
1: I, I used to watch Clarence a lot because he was in Philadelphia. So when I was a kid, yeah. I used to go to a lot of Philly games, and Clarence, yeah, Clarence was a dog, he was in a dunk contest, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You're right, though. No, that's that's a similar type of mode. But Clarence was bouncy, right? Clarence had some bounce yeah, to his did. game. Um, but I, I like Roddy. 22, like I said, his second year in the league, former first-round pick. When you trade Kevin Durant, you don't got any first-round picks uh, to play with. So you mess around and you get projects, guys, that were a first-round pick last year or the year before. And that's kind of how you get the assets back. So they, I, I think they hit a home run in this trade deadline, dog. And uh, I just want to piggyback one last thing on this about what you said. I think you're right. Uh, the way I said it, I, w- I want to correct this. Um, Royce O'Neal's best defensive days, man to man, are over. Like that was when he was in Utah. Utah, he was a better man to man guy. Now he's more of a, you know, he can, he can guard all five positions in spurts. Like if it's a guard and, and he doesn't get blown by, like you said, the at least he's physical. And when he's on them, he he causes, he he forces his physicality, makes you feel him. That's what I want to say. So when he's on smaller guards, he can guard smaller, he gets physical and he can guard up. Like if he's a, if it's a big man, he also doesn't get back down easily and holds his ground. And so I like him in spurts, um, guarding any one of the five positions just to hold up the defense temporarily, but also help defense and in a system. Uh he rotates well, he knows where to be. So just a good basketball player, guy. You know, not a star, not a mega star, but just a good basketball player that's added to a team that's starting to take. That they're trying to starting to take strides. So what you we got to talk about this, dog? We got to talk about. I got a little surprise for you. You Got to talk about this. Okay, okay? this is for the diehards, right? This is for the yeah. diehards.
0: Yeah, okay. uh, no, it's for everybody.
1: Oh, it's for everybody. Okay, it's for everybody. So, uh, I I like to think that this basketball team is turning the corner, and they're playing well. Okay. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit how, how well they're playing and then you add Royce O'Neill. and today's going to be interesting in Golden State Devin Booker's coming back and so we should have a full deck of cards but um here's a little dirty secret that we're going to put on the old heads but we're not going to say anything are not going to say anything so me and Saul had a, a very nice discussion <laughs> two weeks to go. No, no, we're we we gonna, we, gonna bring no, this up, man. No, no, we're not gonna a... we're not gonna talk okay. about it, dog. All right, all I'm right. just gonna right. tease it because I want okay. people to tune in for the for the last episode because one of us is gonna be right, one of us gonna be wrong.
0: Sure. So, sure. so
1: one of us is gonna take that Nipsey Hustle victory lap. Okay. Um, all right, but we're not gonna tell them who or what, we're just gonna say me and you had a conversation. And the end result will reveal itself towards the end. So, so stay stay tuned to the old heads because y'all going to want to hear what this conversation was about yeah. and which one of us is going to owe the other one dinner. So that, that's where I'm going. But let's talk about it, though. How you feeling about this basketball team?
0: You know, um, w- this is what I'll say about where the Suns are at. I think the moves that they made uh, were were smart. But I thought that KBD and Utah um, were going to be able to provide a little bit more than they did. Okay. Um, I do think KBD was starting to come along uh, towards yeah, the end of his I, run here. Um it, I was a little I was a little disappointed to see him go, um because I, I did expect so much from him coming into this season, and he just didn't bear it out until really the last couple weeks uh, of his time here. but i did I did like he started hitting that out that outside jumper. um he he started playing with a little bit more assertiveness instead of being so. You know, passive. Timid, yeah. Um, yeah, timid uh too much, too, yeah. too much, right? And yep. I do I did like his defensive presence. His length bothers people. Um, you know, he can get after it. And so I I, I am disappointed to see him go. Uh Met showed some promise. Um, but again, you know, he had his opportunities and at a certain point he just kind of fizzled away yeah. and wasn't able to take advantage of it. And that's unfortunate. But, you know, I could see the potential there. But, you know, again, this is kind of his mantra in the league. He's shown promise every every now and then he has the athleticism to be able to play play at a high level. He can shoot. But for whatever reason. My man goes into the abyss during yeah. games from time to time, and you barely even recognize that he's out there. And so yeah. that was another reason why they – they the Suns need consistency from their They're supporting right. cast. And the guys that did not show that consistency, which are the guys that they got rid of, that's the reason why they got rid of him. When you look at a guy like Bull Bull, okay, who did not get any run at the beginning Talk of the season, me. didn't get any run at the beginning of the season, and every single time he has touched the court, he has given you something. He's given you something to point at and be like, okay, there's something there. And then the next game, he gives you a little bit more. And the next game, he gives you a little bit more. To the point now, and I remember we were talking about this. I said I was on the bull bull train, and Gerald was like, well, you know, I don't think he's going to be a part of the 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 rotation. I, uh Hello, yeah, yeah. Hey, my yeah. man is my man is really, really pushing <laughs> to be in that conversation. Yeah. and say, "Hey, man, I'm here. His length is undeniable. yeah, uh, he's he looks like he's getting better and better and more comfortable on that court. and yeah. that and the sloppiness and the erratic play that you saw from him at times in Orlando and prior to that, um I haven't seen that as much here. he He's been very careful with the ball. He's played hard. He's done everything that the Sons have asked him. I think the KD mentorship factor has been tremendous for him. And I could see a role for him as we move forward into the playoffs. So I'm very excited about yeah. that. And then the last thing I will say is, going back to your original question, I will say that with the acquisition of Royce O'Neal, the development of Bull Bull, David Roddy and seeing where he's going to come in, and then whatever one or two options they got on the buyout market, if not this season, I can see how this is the team that they will stick together with for two years. and by the time we get to next season, the chemistry will all be there the the you know from one to nine, they will be solid um, they will be comfortable defensively they'll be adequate enough to get you what you need but offensively they're gonna be the best team in basketball offensively <laughs> if they if they aren't already now. And yeah. so I do see the promise of the future, um, as opposed to maybe about a week or two ago, I was uncertain about like how far this team could go and would their window close before they get to their really their max chemistry point. And yeah, I feel I feel much better about it
1: now. All right, so let me unpack what you just said. I love this. I've been wanting to talk to you all week about this. So I'm so <laughs> glad you're back from the Sin City, and and we got some time to talk, right? So, so, so I, his, man,
0: I'm in detox yeah. right now. <laughs>
1: Hey, this is this is audio only, right? But yeah. uh, if y'all can see what's really going on, <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm looking rough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yo, listen, man. Um, glad to have you back, bro. I miss you all week. I was looking forward to this, so check this out. Let's talk about the first thing that you talked about was uh, KBD, and you're right. I, I miss. I'm we're gonna. I'm gonna miss KBD because he was starting to come along. He was starting to shoot the three ball, and I kind of feel like, honestly, in a weird way, his ability to kind of turn it up. Maybe it's what got this deal done because he started to show some promise. And maybe another team is like, oh, you see, that's the guy we thought he can be. Right. Unfortunately for some of these guys, it was a quick audition. Right. It was like, OK, you go in there. Some guys like Bobo took the opportunity and ran with it. Chemezi is my guy. I love him to death. You know, I, I thought he was showing flashes. But, you know, what? you know, you know this. You play ball. Um, and I mentioned this before, but I want your opinion. How many guys have you played with in your life that were almost players?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Right? Oh, my God. Two. There you go. And you know what I'm talking about when I say almost player, right? Yeah. My coach used to yell it out to me all the time. Like, don't be an almost player. Like, don't almost get that rebound or don't almost get the steal. Damn it, get the steal. Get the rebound, right? And then you, you become an almost player. You're that guy that in spurts you do things, and then it's like, damn, where'd you go? And so you, that's where Chemezi's at right now his career, man. He's just the he's the epitome of the almost guy, the guy that almost cracked the rotation and almost showed his promise. The good thing is he's still young and he's still learning. He's got plenty of time to still figure it out. Unfortunately, we ain't got time for almost guys on this team. No, We're ready to rock no. and roll. We got this year, and like you said, we got next year. We got realistically a two-year window. So we get KBD and we get Metro out of the way. And let's talk about – go ahead.
0: Can I say one thing too about like guys like Yuta, KBD, yeah. Metu? KBD, not so much, but Metu and Yuta, and really Yuta. Yuta is the epitome of couldn't handle the moment. Yeah. Could, couldn't handle the pressure um, of this team being labeled as a super team and you being the guy that everybody expects to be able to hit the open three. Yeah. He just couldn't come through. The pressure was too much for him. I, I firmly believe that. And you could see it in his body language, his face. He was pressing too much. He was trying too hard. And, and it just didn't work out. And those are the kind of guys. And this is no disrespect to you. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you <laughs> whatsoever. But you can't have guys that wilt under the pressure
1: like that. Yep. And we haven't even got to the playoffs. Right. Right. That's 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 the point, Saul. They looked at it, and they're like, yo, we know Royce can play in the playoffs. Like, we know he's not going to duck and fold and wilt in that situation. Those guys, they had their opportunities. Again, I, it's, I can't stress this enough, man. It's a short window. It's 50 games, right? And, and you got to evaluate these guys in basically 50 games and say, are we riding with you or are you, or we not? And in 50 games, the decision was clear. I don't know that we can trust riding with y'all. So we went and got a guy that we could ride with. And I and I wish all those guys the best. And I would not be shocked, so I would not be shocked if in some way, somehow, down the road in the future, any of these guys find their way back to Phoenix and they're more established and they're more ready because they were all, they're all young guys that has time to kind of figure it out. Um, because I like I like every one of them, but it just wasn't time. So you're right. Now Bo. Bo I said this on the show the other night. I announced it. I told y'all before. I said, I bought the ticket. I was online for the roller coaster. I called the surgeon. I said, yo, can I get on? He gave me clearance. I asked the wife. Wife said, you can get on. Right? But I still, be, I, I was online. I was like that kid that's online for three hours. and keep saying, I'm getting on, but they're scared to get on. Right? So, <laughs> that was me. That was me. I, I let everybody pass me. I'm like, yo, y'all could go first. Y'all can go first. Yeah. I'm on, brother. I'm yeah. on. I, yeah. I officially got on the other night, like you said. If it, you know what I say? If it walk like a duck and it quack like a duck, don't call it a dog. Yeah. This guy, I, I've seen enough that I'm saying uh, this kid. This kid's now showing that he's ready, and I love how the sons did it. They brought him in. They said, yo, we don't care about your expectation when you were young. We don't care that you were a freak of nature. You were Wemby. People were saying you were Wemby before Wemby, right? Shaq saying that, you know, I saw Bobo do what Wemby does. All that expectation, all that hype. Every team he's went to, so they've been looking for that. Mm -hmm. They've been saying, show me that guy. Mm -hmm. And the son said, no, no, no. Pump your brakes, buddy. We don't need you to be that guy. We need you to work hard and practice. Get the system down. Take the mentorship that these guys are offering, the Kevin Durant's, the books, the bills And then when we give you your opportunity, just play your damn game and play your role. Don't overdo anything. And guess what? If you do that, the entire team is going to root for you. Oh, They're yeah. All- this is big, bro. It's like, yo, if, Bo, if you come out and get 5.5 rebounds, bro, standing ovation, we are cheering because we know that you're giving effort on defense, you're making the right passes, you're not forcing anything, and you give us a juice that no one else can give us. Because I was there the other night, bro. So I'm going I'm to tell you, I was at the Utah game the other night, and when I tell you, when that man steps on the court, if you're sitting on your ass, you're getting up. The whole stadium got up. Everybody, you know, this juice, he brings something that we don't got. So, so good for Bobo. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. He's taking the coaching, and I think this is probably. I, I'm gonna be honest. I think this is probably the best position he's been in in his career. Yeah. Um. He's got an opportunity to capitalize on it. And good for him. But uh, it, let's talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I was. I want.
0: I would say this. You know all the guys outside of the big three, all the guys that were brought in, Nurkic, Allen, EG, KBD, Uta, Bol Bol, um,
1: Eubanks, forget, you say I mean, Eubanks, right? Eubanks,
0: yeah, Eubanks, uh, you know, all those guys. You hoped, and I said this when they when they brought him in. You're like, hey, listen, you just brought in like eight or nine dudes. You just hope, because a lot of them, uh, outside of maybe Grayson and Nurkic and EG, The other ones, you just hoped one or two of those guys panned out. Yeah. None of them did. That's right. None of them did. And so that you were over in that regard, right? So now you're bringing in two other guys, and you're probably going to add one or two more. And you're hoping, again, that potential reaches its point. Now, Bull Bull was the exception. I think Bull Bull's done enough to say, like, okay, there's promise there. He might be the one that does work out out of that group that didn't, right? Right, but but Bull Bull the difference between Bull Bull and all those other dudes is that Bull Bull he has the skills, Has he has, he has all the measurables. <clears throat> Flex, I will say this you know, we talked about this the other day, and I was I had my concerns about how far the Suns could go. Yeah, however, if every year in the playoffs there's always one guy. That nobody expected to just ball out. Every that year. That balls out every yeah. single year. When you think about the Golden State Warriors year and their run to the finals. Otto Porter I,
1: Juniors. I, and, yeah.
0: Well, I, well, even like Gary Payton, <clears> Gary Payton the second. Um, and even you could even say Andrew Jordan, Wiggins, even and though he's in the All Star game. John Porter had one year. Absolutely, like Andrew Wiggins was such a a a solid player for them in the playoffs.
1: Without him, I don't think they win a championship, right? Well, well, forget. Hold on, real quick. I want you to continue. I I can't let you miss this though. Our own team that went to the finals. Who the hell thought Campaign would have that final that that twenty twenty one run? He was the best player for the Lakers. In the Lakers series, he was one of our best players. That guy was in China the year before.
0: Yeah. No, right. So sure. so yeah, go
1: ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, for
0: sure. No, no, you're good. Um, but every single year, to my point, you know, you have guys that step up, you know, even the Nuggets last year, Bruce Brown balling out of his mind. KCP yeah. had a great KCP. great series in the finals. Yeah. Um, and he even played de- decently well against us. And then Aaron Gordon, yeah, was fucking amazing against yeah. us specifically, and then he was dominant against every other team in the in the finals. So I I I look at bull bowl. bowl and that's what I see. I see, is this gonna be the guy that nobody's really been everybody talks about bull bull, but they do it more in like this fucking carnival sense. Right. It's not, it's not really like a, a solid player, it's more of like he has all the abilities, but oh man, he's gonna do some funky shit out there Free and bowl-bowl the bowl experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, no. He's not that guy this season. He has no. not been that dude this season. He's given you a lot of highs, he's played solid. But the lows have not really been there, and that's what I'm so excited about. And he could be that guy that you look at if we make it to the finals and be like, man, I don't know if the Suns get here without Bull Bull. You know, they got the big three, and they're all going to do what they got to do, but they needed one more piece that was going to take them over the top uh, besides the
1: top five or six, and it could be Bull Bull. So that's what excites me about that. Couldn't agree more, dog. Couldn't agree We we talked about the top six. Those guys are solidified. Those guys have all been playing well in Spurs, right? The top six: Uh, Book, Bill, KD, Grayson, Gordon, and Nurkic. So we good there. You bring in Royce O'Neal, who could potentially be a seventh guy. I'm comfortable saying he could be a seventh guy. Drew Eubanks has been playing well. Bo Bo's coming out of nowhere, and he's like that. He's like that race car, that horse that you see like slowly creeping up. Man, it's like yo you remember Vinny Microwave Johnson? Of course, the microwave. Baby, when when he on. would get into the game, yep.
0: it changed. It changed Every everything. fucking time.
1: That's what and I that's, meant that's, by... That's,
0: there yep. it is. That's yep. what
1: I meant by when I what I saw with my own eyes against Utah. When the microwave, when we, O-Heads, oh right? When we were watching the Pistons game and yep. they checked in, everybody stood up because he was the microwave. He could yep. score 10 points in a minute, right? This guy, Bobo, checks in. And the stadium and the fans, there's a feeling, bro. I, I felt it the other day, and I couldn't deny it. I couldn't stop talking about it. I'm like, man, that is unique. And then when he makes a play, not only does it galvanize the crowd, but his teammates eat it up, bro. Yeah. So he's a secret weapon that I think, if he continues to evolve, is going to be good. I will say this, Saul. Here, here's something I want to talk about before we go about the state of the team right now and why I think the trade deadline was so important, okay? There's something that is – we, we deal with it in life in general, but in basketball it happens, and I want people to understand. We want to take you into the psyche of how this really works. You got a basketball team, and you get built in training camp, and you start the year, and then maybe about a month into the year, fans start to talk. Are you the guy? Are you not the guy? Is that guy real? Is that guy a bust? Is this, Mm -hmm. is that, right? That seeps into a locker room early in the year. I'd say within 10 to 15 games, you already start to hear the smoke. You go into a deadline, and this is a team that for the last two months, two and a half months, it's been widely reported, whether it's from us, whether it's from all the major outlets, this team needs to do something. The Suns need to do something. The Suns are going to do something. Besides Kevin Durant, Brad Beal, and Devin Booker, I don't think there was a guy on that roster that didn't have their names thrown in trade rooms. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, fair. I don't.
0: I would say this. Uh, some of those were not realistic. Obviously, that's so true. You're talking about Grayson, that that yeah. was never going to happen.
1: Right, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Yes. You, Everyone was talked about. We sure. were never going to trade Grayson, but you can't stop the wheel from turning and the people mm-hmm. from talking. Right. And so you might have a guy like Grayson who's hearing the rumors and, 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 and maybe somebody's telling him "Hey, grace, you, you don't have to worry about it. Like, don't listen to that. Right. But there's a lot of other guys that have been hearing this for months. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole point I'm trying to make is that I noticed something in Utah after the deadline the team came out and played one of their better games of the season. And this was without Devin Booker, without Royce O'Neal. And I think the reason was, Saul, is because I think a lot of that those guys on that team were worried about whether they were going to be here or not. I think a lot of them were playing games during these funks. And you, I don't know if their minds are even in the game. I don't know if they're locked in the way they're supposed to be. And I know, I tell you this, Saul, and I talk to players and I talk to agents, I'm telling you. The the narrative is going to be, you're not supposed to think about that. You're a pro. You're getting paid good money. You're supposed to bring effort and bring perfection every night. That's a crock of shit. You got people that got families. You got people that got houses. You got people that got to tell the wife, we may have to move. You got people that got the kids, get the kids out of school. OK, so I believe that that black cloud is over this team's head. And I believe that there were a lot of people understanding that they were playing for not only their time with the Phoenix Suns, but potentially what their career is going to look like. And I think that's why a lot of these guys were timid and these guys probably couldn't stake, uh you know, step up to the moment. And I feel like the deadline is now going to eliminate all that if you're here. You're here, dog. We're riding with you. You are officially no longer with a black cloud over your head. You can play free. Bobo, you know you would, people were calling about you. You're here. Eric Gordon, we know you've been cold. You're here, dog. Grayson Allen, we were never going to get rid of you, but people were talking. You're here now, dog. Even Nurkic. I mean, come on, man. There was rumors out there about every single person, and the Suns had conversations at some point about damn near every person. So I like the fact that the deadline now kills all that and the team could play free. I believe in that stuff. And like I said, when I talk to agents and players, so those got go ahead, you tell me what you think. I was talking to an agent of a player that's on our team up until the deadline, and I could feel the the tens. I could feel the pressure. I could feel it like I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, Flex.
0: Yeah, and so, I, so I, I get it. I do get it. You know, if we were in that situation where you know, hey, you know, that people were trading podcasts from podcasts, like, okay, yeah, that would be a little stressful. I get it. Um, however, um if you let that affect you on a day-to-day basis, you know, at some point you just gotta overcome it. Yeah, and I think a guy like Drew Eubanks found a way to overcome it, played very, very well the last couple weeks. Yes, uh really the last month. Yes, um, bowl, bull bowl, yeah, really it never really affected bull bull. bowl, bullsh bowl. Bowl, played solid all season long um Grayson Allen and well Grayson Allen definitely didn't affect because he didn't he could get two shits he knows he's right. valuable you know what I mean and right. that's where I go with this if you know you are a valuable player and and you know you can perform at a high level and you you are a valuable asset you don't worry about that shit that's true you just don't and the, and the and the players that are concerned about that yeah. Maybe that there's a reason why they're gone. Cause they ain't mentally ready to handle it. That's what I'm saying. Though. That's it. You know what I mean? So, so when I look at those guys and if that's, if I'm talking to an agent and that's the first thing he says, I'm like, well, then your players softer than baby shit. Like, I don't want that kind of guy. Like you need guys that are mentally tough to, to make a finals run and win a world championship. You have got to be, you've got to be a dog. You've got to be mentally tough you've got to perform at a very high level because it's it's the world stage and yeah. you can't you can't wilt uh uh wilt under that pressure so i i i see what you're saying but again if if dudes were thinking about that 2 months ago uh it, then yeah i i, I i'm kind of glad that they would be gone at this right. point because I, we, we, there's bigger things ahead and you can't yeah. wonder if somebody's going to show up game to game i've seen dudes that do that you know uh, you know, in high school, college, um, I've seen it. You know, I, obviously watching the NBA, you could tell who's not about that. Hell, the other night, I'm watching the University of Arizona play against Utah. They have a 16 point lead in the second half. Then they they blow it, and there's three overtimes flex, okay. and each overtime, you could tell, sorry, you could tell who wasn't about that life right. with the with the game on the line. You know, you look at Caleb Love, he could give two shits. He's going to shoot that rock, and he's got all the confidence in the world he's going to come through for his team. And then you look at, like, another player, like, maybe Pella Larson, and he's a little timid. You know, that that jump shot isn't as smooth, you know, when there's two minutes left to go in the game, and, you you know, it's a tie score, and you need this bucket. You know, driving to the lane, you're a little hesitant than you normally would be. You know what I mean? Like, that butthole gets a little tighter. <laughs> I don't want those dudes on my team. Like I need I need guys that that just are confident that they're gonna be able to get the job done no matter what. Right. So I'm glad that the Suns feel like that they've made a, a you know a shift into that direction with players that they feel like they're a little bit more confident in, especially when you're when you're surrounding yourself with three superstars in Beal, Booker, and KD that expect the best from their teammates as well. And I do right. like the way that those three are starting to figure it out for themselves. You know, as a unit as well, and you can start to see the picture come together. It you could, can start to see the picture come together. So that is very promising. I think I'm a little higher on the Suns now and their opportunity to win a championship than I was a week or two ago. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but, but, but there's still there's still progress to be made.
1: I got you. There's still progress to be made for sure. Last thing before we go, because we, we've been going for a minute. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. Sure. And I know you're Saul Bookman and and and, <laughs> and 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 you are you are a respected basketball mind. So we'll see. All right. Okay. So okay. who's got in the last it's easy questions though? In the last six weeks, mm-hmm. okay, in the entire NBA, who's got more wins than the Phoenix Suns? Oh. Because you're asking this question, I'm gonna say no one. No one, baby. No yeah. one. In the last six weeks. No team has more wins in the entire National Basketball Association than the Phoenix Suns, okay? Okay. i take it one step further. There's only two teams that actually have higher win percentage than the Phoenix Suns because although we got more wins, you know, the amount of games played and stuff make the percentages play a little bit. There's only two teams in the entire NBA that have a better win percentage than the Phoenix Suns over that span. Who are they?
0: Ooh, man. I'm just – just off the top of my head, I will say maybe the. I'll make it easy
1: for this. Hold on, I'm gonna give you a hint. One's okay. in the east, one's in the west.
0: Yeah, that's where I was gonna go. I so one of them, I will say, in the west, I'm gonna say OKC. In the east, I'm gonna say the Knicks.
1: Okay. Wrong, wrong. Okay, <laughs> but but Who those close. Is it? it's in the west is the Clippers. Okay. And, and in the east is Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, because Cleveland had that, that crazy win streak. So now, yeah, that's right. I'm going to say this again. In the last six weeks, no one has won more basketball games than the Phoenix Suns. That's number mm-hmm. one. Only two teams in the entire league have a higher win percentage. That's the Clippers and Cleveland. No one else. And, and during that time, the Suns are the number one offense in basketball and the number nine defense in basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... Um, this is not. This is not a couple days. This is not a couple games. This is way back to Christmas. Yep. This is when Luca came to town and, and and we had that team meeting, and the boys got together and said, "No more of this bullshit." Yeah. And 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 they're seventeen and six in the last twenty three, mm-hmm. twenty seventeen and six in the last twenty three, twelve and three in the last fifteen. They're starting to come together, so yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. I get it.
0: I, I totally get it. Um, I'm excited for the the next month. I think the next month is gonna be fun because you you're gonna play some of those big dogs. Um, you know, you're gonna play the Celtics, you know, yeah. you're gonna I think you got one more uh, game against the Nuggets as well in yeah. Denver. We got the Kings um, on Tuesday. Kings on that's Tuesday. That's so there. so we, we got some 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 quality competition coming up, and that's listen, that's what we're all gonna get up for. We all wanna see, you know, like hey, okay. They made this progress and they beat a couple good teams in, in, in route. You know, oh, they, yeah. they destroyed the Mavs, you know, obviously, and then they, they dominated the bucks, you yeah. know, like, so, so you can see it, you can see it start to build. I want to see it a little bit more um, before everybody locks in, especially with the new pieces that they got, because now you're kind of reshuffling the deck all over again to yeah. a certain degree, but at least your core six are intact. And those That's guys, right. no matter what, they should be okay. So I'm excited for the progress of this team. I think the trade deadline couldn't have worked out any better, to be honest with you, because honestly, between you and me, I, I just I did not want to deal with the Miles Bridges talk. I I'm really did. And I, I was you. I, I it, what it was doing already was it, it was just a it was a toxic topic. Yeah. It really was. And so I'm glad we don't have to deal with that. Um, whatever your personal feelings about that, that individual is like, I'm glad we don't have to worry about that as the Suns, because I think, I do think that there is a, something to be said about rooting for your team, knowing that, you know, you feel like you have a group of good guys on the team that you can root for. And if they won a championship with miles bridges, there would be a section of fans that would be a little, a little bit jaded by that. Like, damn, I can't even, I can't celebrate as hard as I would have normally celebrated because this guy just got a ring too. And yeah, I don't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get so it. It is what it is, but I get it. But, that's our episode for the old heads this this uh, this week. We appreciate y'all following along. Next week, Gerald and uh, Steven will be back on their uh, Take That for Data episode. As you know, we do this bi weekly and they they do theirs bi weekly. So you have four weeks of uh, great content coming your way. So yes, yes. for Flex, I'm Saul Bookman. We appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Peace.
1: Peace. We all silly like the mayor.